welcome to the Cultivating Calmness podcast. I am your host, Kayla Vance, and today I want to talk to you about my new business venture of 2024, and that is Teal Saguaro Wellness Incorporated. I am so excited to be able to announce and open my, I guess, next private practice. It's still uh, my private practice, and uh, the hope is that over the coming months and years, this will expand into a complete wellness center, including mental health counseling, as well as many other treatment modalities, um, because I believe in holistic health and wellness and holistic mental health and to me that means you know considering the whole body and the whole self not just the symptoms you experience not just uh, the things that have happened to you but all the things that maybe are going on inside you as well and in order to treat someone um, we need to treat the whole person and so I love counseling and I love being able to work on trauma and grief which are my specialties but I also like exploring those root causes um, which we can do in a um, for your mental health for example like exploring your history your family history the things that have happened to you in your life but we can also do that from a physical health perspective and understanding you know why you're experiencing the symptoms you're experiencing and treat those in many ways so what I like to tell my clients um, when it comes to holistic health and wellness is you know you can um, you can come to me for depression and anxiety and your trauma and grief and things like that and we can talk about it and we can work through it and we can work on those memories and you can have better reactions and you can improve a lot of those things but I cannot change, you know, through our talk therapy, through maybe the EMDR that I use, you know, we cannot change um, your physiological, your, your biology and what's going on. So if your hormones, for example, are all over the place and they're not doing what they should be doing, me talking to you is not going to change that. There are going to be other things that need to happen in order for those hormones to get back in balance, to be at what we would call homeostasis, meaning you know, even and where they need to be. And I wish I could say just sitting on a couch and talking about it would change those things and make everything better, um, but it's not. So that's why I wanted to create Teal Suara Wellness to be able to pull in different modalities and different treatment options so that people can have a well-rounded um, way of treating themselves um, and treating their families and reaching that homeostasis and overall wellness for themselves. So um, Today I just want to talk a little bit more about that and really talk about where the name came from and why I really like this so much and why I'm so excited to be taking these steps. So in the coming weeks and months I'll be looking for um, prospective uh, employees and people to work with me uh, in some of those modalities and if you know you're listening to this and you are in the Columbus Dublin Ohio area then you know reach out we would love to talk to you um, along with all the other things that I've been doing all year those things aren't going to stop we're just going to continue to expand and um, 
uh, I'm just really excited for that. So, um, Teal Saguaro Wellness. Um, the wellness is pretty uh, self-explanatory. I just kind of talked a little bit about that. But Teal Saguaro. Why Teal Saguaro? Um, well, teal is one of my favorite colors. And it's been one of my favorite colors for a while, but... Um, I can back it up even further that teal represents um, the awareness color for ovarian cancer and ovarian cancer holds a special place in my heart and in my family because um, many, many years ago my mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and she did end up dying from ovarian cancer and um, ever since a young age uh, my family and I have participated in awareness walks and actually when I graduated uh, or I guess right before I graduated with my undergraduate degree I did my internship with the um, Ovarian Cancer Alliance of Ohio and um, you know, so teal represents you know, some of that in my life, but also it's just a pretty color, and um, I really like it. So that's where the word, you know, the color teal came from. Could have picked any color, although when I think about it, if I said green saguaro, green is my favorite color, um, and I mean, saguaros are already green, so that didn't really feel very unique. Um, and then saguaro. What is a saguaro? Well, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, you maybe probably haven't uh, heard of that, um, wouldn't know what it is, but if you saw it, you would probably recognize it. And so if you're watching this, it is one of those very large cacti that looks a little bit something like this. Um, and that's just a very tall cactus with some arms that stick out on either side. Um, if you actually go to the Sonoran Desert area, which is typically Arizona and Mexico is my understanding, where, um, that, where saguaros are native, um, they are not typically just a straight cactus with two arms. They can be just a straight cactus with no arms. They can be um, with one arm. They can have a multitude of arms. Um, they are all over the place in Tucson. So Tucson is a place that is near and dear to my heart. And I've now been there um, a handful of times and love it there. I have family there. And so since I can't go there um, and won't be living there, at least not right now, um, I thought I would bring a little bit of that here to me and share it with you. So hopefully you listen to this podcast, you see some of my ads on social media and me talking about it will help everybody know um, how to say the word saguaro. If you were to see it, it is spelled S-A-G-U-A-R-O. And most people, when I ask and I show them that word without saying it first, it's sag saguaro um, or saguero. It's saguaro. The G is, or it sounds like it's silent. Um, so now you know. Learn something new if you didn't know. Um, but the saguaro is a cactus, like I said, that grows um, in the Sonoran Desert. It stands very tall, and I'll get to some of those facts here in a little bit. Um, it thrives in very harsh conditions, 
It lives in the, they grow in a desert. And if we know anything about a desert, they don't get, it doesn't get much rain or water. And so the cacti have to take in as much water as they can when they can get it, which is rare. Usually um, out in the desert they have monsoon season, which is where it rains a lot in a very short period of time and then might not get rain for a while. Um, so these saguaros have to be able to retain all that water and make it thrive for who knows how long because they don't know when they're going to get water again. Um, they, I guess, are what I would call a symbol of endurance and adaptability and growth. Um, and because of those things uh, that we know about saguaros, like I want to be able to provide that for my clients. I want my clients to be able to um, endure. I want them to be able to adapt and I want them to be able to grow. And through whatever they're going through in whatever is going on in their lives. And I want to empower them to be able to do those things on their own or with help. Um, oftentimes people feel stuck, like they can't do things, they get in certain mindsets and it can prevent them from making the progress that they are fully capable of making. And it's never usually just one thing, although it can be. Um, you know, we can hit those roadblocks and uh, saguaro can be a symbol um, for difficult things that can endure and be beautiful. I, um, one of the first times, it may have been the first time, maybe it was the second time, um, I went to Tucson, uh, you know, I saw all the places to see and, um, there was a little gift shop at one of the, um, parks that we went to and it had a little bookmark and it was called advice from a saguaro and I actually found out I did some research so that I could um, uh, give credit and that was called that was from um, a company called your true nature and they have this advice from a saguaro so advice from a saguaro it's a little poem that says stand tall reach for the sky be patient through dry spells, conserve your resources, think long term, wait for your time to bloom, and stay sharp. And I love all of those things about the saguaro and what those things can represent. Um, not only just the um, like the symbolism in a saguaro, but when we think about your mental health, when we think about your physical health and overall well-being, I believe all of those things to be true. Um, you know, we want to be able to stand tall. We want to be able to encourage, uh, I want to be able to encourage my clients to, uh, be better, um, to see themselves as better, to see themselves as being a good thing rather than maybe uh, bringing themselves down, shrinking back, feeling like they're not good enough. Um, standing tall would represent the opposite of all of those things. Reaching for the sky, saguaro can grow, um, I had to do a little bit of research for this, can grow 40 to 60 feet tall. So 40 to 60 feet tall. Imagine how tall you are. I'm 5'5". Five five. Um, and when you're standing next to a saguaro, um, even, you know, the small ones are very big. <laughs> um, so imagine standing next to a 40 to 60 foot tall saguaro that is mostly straight with some arms. Um, 
I'm not a very good gauge of height, uh, honestly, or depth or anything like that. Um, but that's tall. I believe that's taller than my house because it's eight foot ceiling, something like that. You know, it's probably taller than my house. Um, that's big. So standing tall is you know, can be a, a symbol for many things, but just that you can grow through difficulties. Saguaros grow through, grow in the desert. Like I said earlier, you know, they have to conserve their energy they have to conserve water. Um, they don't get to be 40 to 60 feet tall, um, you know, without difficulties, without struggles. Um, and if you ever go to the Sonoran Desert and you ever go actually see a saguaro uh, in person, you will see that none of them look perfect. Um, meaning they have like divots, they have black spots, they have holes in them, they have all kinds of things that have gotten to them and yet they still grow and they still grow through it and um, continue to uh, make it through those difficulties while also providing good things for other living creatures. So they often, there's little books that I bought for my kids, um, like the Cactus Hotel. They act as little hotels for different types of animals, birds, insects. Once they, they get through that outer shell of the cactus, they can live inside and it can provide a nice shelter. Uh, for different creatures and so we can look at that as a bad thing but we could also look at that as a good thing um, being patient through the dry spells you know when it comes to our health or it comes to just our the phases in life or seasons in life as sometimes we call them um, sometimes it feels like we're going through a dry spell right like it, all the bad things are happening or nothing good is happening or it's just kind of eh, meh you know, um, and those can be considered dry spells in our life. And we have to be patient through those times or even just patient through your healing. Oftentimes I talk to people and myself included, you know, we want our healing to be a quick fix. And oftentimes our, our healing is not a quick fix. It's something that takes a lot of practice. It takes time and effort. And although we can do things where you we do it once or twice and we're good to go, um, there are a lot of times where it's just consistency over and over and over again. And through that consistency and through that patience, you will see the change eventually. But it may not, it just may feel like it's taking forever to get there. Um, but be patient, you'll get there. Um, and with a supportive team and people who know what they're doing and know how to help you, you may see that progress even faster, which is what I want to see happen with Teal Saguaro Wellness is, you know, I want to promote healing and health um, in a different way than maybe what everyone else, um, what we're used to experiencing, at least here in America. I don't know about other places, but um, I definitely have taken the route of more holistic health and wellness myself and for my family. And um, I know that we see good things for ourselves and we hope that we can see those for other people. Conserving your resources. This has a lot to, you know, when I think about therapy, you know, thinking about um, like boundaries and coping skills and uh, doing what is necessary, doing what's good for you versus doing what's good for everybody else. Thinking long term, it, it, you know, 
when I talk to people about setting goals and being realistic, I often tell them to think short term for the long term, because oftentimes we can look only long term. And then when we don't think short term, it kind of deflates people and it can prevent them from reaching those long term goals because those long term goals can be so overwhelming. So I definitely don't want you to not have long term goals. I do. So I want you to think long term. We just got to break those things down and we got to think like, what is my long term goal for health? Um, you know, we just experienced, uh, we just passed the new year. We're in 2024. So it's that time of year where everybody sets their new year's resolutions and goals. You know, the resolution is kind of like what we're looking forward to, what, what we want to do. So I want to be healthier. Okay. Let's define what that means healthier. And then how can we break that down? What are the steps I'm going to take to get to that healthier person I want to be? Um, waiting for your time to bloom. So a cactus, a, a saguaro, blooms once a year. I believe it's usually in the spring and they bloom little white flowers. And they uh, then have fruit in the summer, which are little like pinkish reddish fruits. Um, again, once a year. And if they don't have the right environment, if they don't, if they don't have the right temperature, um, the right amount of water, you, they may not bloom. Um, now I could be wrong about that, but I know personally with the plants that I have in my office and sometimes they flower, sometimes they don't, if they don't get the right amount of sun at the right time, then they don't bloom. Um, so I would have to ask some people about that with a saguaro, but um, I would guess that it's probably similar. Um, and so sometimes, you know, when we think about that, your time to bloom may not be right now. So if things are not going right, if things are not happening for you, you may consider that it's just not your time right now. Um, and it doesn't mean it's never going to be your time. It just may mean that that time isn't now and maybe you still have some growth. You still need the right environment. You still need certain things to be in the right place at the right time for you to be able to reach that full potential. Um, and then staying sharp. You know, cacti, um, saguaras have prickly spines to prevent um, predators but also to protect itself and to protect the animals that do end up living inside of it, the ones who breach that barrier. Um, and staying sharp, meaning also that other meaning from that, meaning like being on top of things, being able to uh, take responsibility, being able to know what you're talking about, to be able to um, uh, be healthy and um, function well. So lots of meaning we can find in just that statement alone. So um, I like that poem and it is going to guide you know, the practice that we have and what I plan and what I hope to see happen and grow with Teal Suara Wellness. And I wanted to finish out with a little bit of um, some other facts. I did look up some additional facts about saguaros. Uh, I knew some of these things, but some things I did uh, learn about. Um, so some things I haven't mentioned. Oh, so when you see those big tall saguaros, if you've ever been to Arizona uh, or you've ever seen pictures and you'll see some on my social media with me standing next to some uh, soon, but they will only grow one and a half inches in 10 years. So the first 10 years of life, 
they don't even grow two inches. So I don't, again, I'm not a good gauge of uh, size or anything, but if I'm holding up my finger. I'm, I think this is probably about an inch and a half from the tip of my finger to my knuckle here. It's probably about an inch and a half, maybe two inches. That's how big the saguaro is going to be in 10 years if you plant it and it starts to grow. Um, so talk about slow right? Uh, but I think they grow faster after the first 10 years or so from what I read. Uh, but that's um, it's pretty slow, right? And so when you when you look up how old they are, I guess there's you know no good way exactly to tell how old they are. But the estimate is that they can be as old as 150 to 200 years old. And but the oldest one that was recorded uh, was recorded at over 300 years old. It was 40 feet tall and it had 52 limbs. Whew, that's big. That's big. I can't even imagine 52 limbs. And I know I've seen some really big saguaros. So um, what are some other facts here? Um, like I said, 40 to 60 feet tall. Oh, when they're fully hydrated. So it, when it rains, um, they can take in as much as, um, I know I wrote that down somewhere. Oh, they can capture about 200 gallons of water in a single rain. So the big ones can capture 200 gallons in a single rain. But they can weigh when they're fully hydrated between 3,200 and 4,800 pounds. So over a ton, almost two, two tons um, when they're fully hydrated. And they get fully hydrated and they can expand. So those ribs in the uh, saguaro that go up and down um, can expand to hold all that water. And then you know throughout the year when they release that water, they use up that water, um, it shrinks and it condenses. So they get bigger and smaller because of that. And uh, their roots though, so remember we said 40 to 60 feet tall, about 4,000 pounds, their roots go only four to six inches deep. Four to six inches deep. Like that's not even as deep as a carrot goes. Um, so if you think about that. But they has usually one tap root, which is a root that will go down two feet from what I read. Um, and then the roots, um, although they go four to six inches deep, can go out as far as it is tall. So if it's a 60 foot tall cactus, they, the roots can go out 60 feet. Um, and that's what brings in that water and that's what's going to support it. Now, it is illegal to dig up or move a saguaro. So I know my family in Tucson has talked about this. You, um, if you have one on your property and you just want to move it, if you want to move it from your property to your property, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you have to get permission to do that. If you want to move it from some other place to your property, you, you have to purchase one, um, but you have to get special permission to do so. And when you do move a saguaro cactus, they have to mark it. Um, they have to mark, you know, the, the, way that it is sitting, so whatever way faces north, for example, it still has to face north when they put it in the ground in its new location. Because if they don't, it can die because it um, 
I guess, builds up certain thing like protection when it faces certain areas to protect from the weather, the sun, um, and it may have like a thicker skin or thicker uh, um, like flesh on different sides because of the weather and the way the sun is. I learned that today, um, at least that aspect. I knew you had to keep it uh, the same direction, but um, I didn't understand why. So, and I do know when uh, with some family um, in Tucson that they have to cover the tops of the saguaros during um, weather. So just like you know, here in Ohio, if it, if it's going to get too cold and you still have your garden or you have your garden out, um, you have to go cover it so that the frost doesn't kill your plants. They have to do the same thing to saguaros if they know that the weather's coming um, or if it's going to be too cold. Because if it if it gets too cold on the top of the saguaro, uh, they could die. So um, I know that that is uh, just another unique fact. Um, I will probably continue to learn more facts about saguaros now that um, you know my company is named after them. But I think those are all the things I plan to share with you today about saguaros. Um, oh, actually, one last one. I didn't realize this. So a saguaro will not grow flowers for at least 35 years. And that is considered like the saguaro puberty, for example. So if it's growing flowers, we know that it's likely at least 35 years old. Um, and even then, it's still probably not very tall, given what we know about it only growing an inch and a half in 10 years. So imagine how tall it is in 35 years. I don't know, but probably not extremely tall. Um, anyway, thank you all for joining me today. And... Um, Follow along with me this year as we talk about different subjects and different topics. Still going to talk about trauma and grief and therapy, but also going to incorporate some different wellness topics in my podcast episodes. If you follow me and you join me for Therapy Book Thursdays, I will continue to read children's books on therapy subjects, but also going to start incorporating some wellness books as well. If you have favorite books or you have any topics you would be interested in, hearing me talk about feel free to comment or message me and let me know i would be happy to do that thank you so much for joining me happy new year and i look forward to talking to you some more bye